You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with MLB insider John Heyman and former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. Welcome into Big Time Baseball. I'm Tony Gwynn Jr. alongside John Heyman. And baseball, Major League Baseball, is heating up as we head down the stretch run. And, John, I think the whole baseball world right now is watching Aaron Judge and his pursuit for not only Roger Maris's record, which at this point you have to feel like it's going to be broken, uh, but also a triple crown on the line. You just don't have very many historical seasons that have both of those things in it at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly watching. I've been there. I was there in Milwaukee, uh, two home runs. Um, you know, I can't remember a better game from an offensive standpoint, five balls hit 110 miles an hour or harder then came back to New York, hit another one, tied Babe Ruth, Roger Maris is next. I've never seen anything like it. I'm not sure anybody has, um, just an amazing, amazing season. Maybe the greatest offensive season ever. I mean, as of today, 60 homers, 128 RBIs, 123 runs. All of those, by the way, lead the not just the league, but Major League Baseball in those categories. He leads an OBP, slugging, OPS, OPS+, plus, um, total bases, and as we said, being that he's – running for a triple crown. He's in 316 right now. That's also tops. Now, we still got 14, 15 games to go, depending on what team you are in the league. But at this point, John, is there, is there really even a conversation about MVP anymore? Because I still hear the noise on the Shohei Otani side. I, I still hear it, and I answered it up until a couple of days ago, and I, I'm not going to bother answering it if any more comes <laughs> out. There's no point of answering it. You know, I understand there are some people in Orange County, and, and I mean, Joey Otani is amazing. I certainly deserve the MVP last year. He is second in war this year, pitching even better, hitting still spectacularly. I mean, it is not close, though. There, There is not a competition for MVP, we are watching one of the greatest seasons of all time. I mean, you said it to perhaps win the Triple Crown and set the American League home run record and what I consider the real home run record. I know I'm probably in the minority there, but 
I mean, to do those two things simultaneously, I, you know, it's never been done. Not sure it ever will be done. You listed all the categories he leads in. They, they've come up with another 30 or 40 categories. I don't know, even know what all of them mean, but he's leading in all of them to, you know, the one I don't think at the moment as we do this, he's in front in his batting average, but at the rate he's going, I mean, he's hitting close to 500 in September. I mean, is there any, will there be any right? Yeah, I mean, will anybody be surprised if he leads in batting average too? I mean, any, you know, I wouldn't say he's doing it alone, but he's not gotten a lot of help. I mean, Rizzo's been out. Stanton's was out, was hobbled, obviously, at the Grand Slam last night as we do this. Um, LeMahieu still out. Benintendi out. Carpenter was fantastic early out. I mean, I wouldn't say he's doing it alone, but he's doing it almost alone. You know, it got to the point where he was too good to bat third. You know, we haven't seen that before where someone had a bat first so that they would pitch to him. You know, that's basically it. You know, he's too good for third. He's too good for the league at this point. <laughs> it, is, uh, it, is quite, it is quite phenomenal. I was asked how I would describe this season. And the only thing I could come up with is, is historic. I mean, that's the, the best way I could describe it. Uh, aside from the possible MVP, aside from triple crown, aside from the record, where do you, how is, are there other seasons that you would compare to judge? I, I immediately think of, I mean, bonds from 01 to 04, Despite how people may feel about it, those numbers are ridiculous. Um, and a, a sneaky one that I like personally is, is Larry Walker's 97 season. I think um, when you go back and look at those numbers, um, they're, they're, they're pretty get He played in he plays in Coors Field. He was playing in Colorado. Uh, but nevertheless, once again, the numbers are the numbers. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't like to count the Bonds record, but – it is counted. It is on record. It is a little different because he was intentionally walked so often. Oh, I give the Yankees yeah. credit. I think the times have changed a little bit. They don't maybe believe in intentional walks quite as much. The Yankees have kind of rejiggered the lineup to try to avoid the intentional walk. And, you know, I mean, Bonds was intentionally walking, what, 100 times or more? Mm, and he, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. I don't even... I know he walked like 200 times or more. He, he was intentionally walked a ton. I don't have the exact figures, but Judge has been intentionally walked 17 or 18 times to this point. And so he's been able to put up more numbers than Bonds. Um, you know, I, I don't really count Bonds. So if you take out Bonds, I've never seen a season like this. If you look in the history books, 67 years. I think he got like a 13 war. That's like the highest in the last 75 to 100 years. Plus, we know from history books, I didn't cover it, but I'm old, but not that old, that he was incredibly clutch in September, Judge doing the same thing. So to me, 67 years is probably the one that's most comparable. 56 Mantle, also amazing. And all, you, all those Babe Ruth years, incredible as well. I mean, even Maris did it to 61 home runs, but he hit around 270, not 315 or 316, whatever Judge is at now. I mean, it's arguably the greatest individual offensive season ever. 
Somebody can make a case for Yaz. Someone can make a case for the mantle, for the Ruth. I mean, you mentioned Walker, A-Rod, if you count it. I'd rather not, yeah. but A-Rod in 07. <laughs> I saw it. I, somebody looked at the stats recently. It was like 156 RBIs, 143 yeah. runs. It was incredible. Also in his walk year, or at least he had the opt-out, which he did end up using, didn't end up leaving. Uh, so some similarities also in New York. Wasn't as celebrated as this is. And uh, understandably, the home run record is special, and I count it as the real record. So, to me, it's the greatest season I've ever seen. I feel like we like aren't talking enough about the craziness that another Yankee is the one that's about to break the record. Like it, that's it. We're talking about all the numbers, but the 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 chances of that happening again. It's, it's it's I think that's part of the reason why people love baseball so much because it's it feels like it's the only sport where this kind of stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, you know, people could say it's an easier park to hit a home run, and perhaps it is on average, and certainly to right field it is that is their short porch. But at this point, as we do this, half his home runs have come on the road. Really, I mean, I don't think any park is containing almost all of his home runs. They're all very long. You know, I mean. So I don't think it's the park, you know. I mean, maybe yeah. Maris had the advantage because he was left-handed at the short porch in the old Yankee Stadium. Also had Mantle batting behind him, so he was never intentionally walked, and generally they pitched to him. I wasn't there for it, so I don't know, but that's what I've been told. You know, I mean, it is interesting that it's another Yankee. No reason that it has to be a Yankee, right? I mean, Judge was a late first-round pick. Anybody could have taken him. Yeah. And uh, they did. Not that their drafts have been so much better than anybody else's. They just hit this one, and this was a big one. Um, we have to talk about something you kind of hit on, and, and it's you said in his walk year. You are talking about A-Rod, but it's the same thing for Judge. It's his walk year. He bets on himself. I mean, what type of price tag do you think we're talking here when we get into that? Because – I would assume he's gotten this far. He's going to go through with free agency and see sure. what's out there. I mean, why wouldn't you? Of course. Well, I mean, I think it's got to begin with a three. At this point, they'd offer 213.5. He's played through the year, so that's an extra year. And, I mean, you know, he was great last year. He was great in 17, but nothing like this. I mean, even though he was one of the top five players in the league both years, I mean, he is so far ahead of every offensive player at this point. Yeah. I mean, Boone keeps bringing up the 60 home runs or whatever he, number he had or has, and now it's 60 to the second-place guy, which is Kyle Schwarber, at 40. So he has exactly 50% more home runs than the second-place guy. 50%. And yeah. that's true in war, too, in terms of the National League war leader is at 7. He's at 10, also around 50%. I mean, other than Otani, he's 50% better than everybody else. Um, so, you know, I mean, a case can be made that he's the first $50 million player. He'd asked for about $36 million. That's out the window now. It's got to begin with a four for 40 a year at least. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I thought the Yankees' offer was reasonable. they got to have regrets at this point that they didn't try a little bit more. Do, do, do you think – 
everybody just forgets about all of the seasons in which he was banged up for a lot of it? Does that just go away now because of the one year in which I shouldn't say one year. This happens to be a year in which he's walking that he has stayed for the most part, completely healthy. He's been healthy in other years, but there's been a stretch of, of time since he's been this healthy for this long. Does everybody just forget about that? I think in free agency, everybody's optimistic. Uh, look at Justin Verlander. He, I think he threw six innings over two years and had a $50 million deal. It ultimately gave a $25 million plus his option, which he now will not opt in. And he could be a $50 million. And you've got Syndergaard, who barely pitched for two years, got over $20 million, not in the category of these guys. But um, DeGrom... Missed 13 months. He's hoping to get 50 million or close to it. Uh, seems like when you get to free agency, everybody thinks the best and is optimistic and hopeful. I mean, I mean, his injuries are not long range, debilitating, right. chronic. So I, I, you know, in his case, you know, I mean, he he's the one guy who stayed healthy with his team too. I mean, everybody else has had some sort of injury and been out for some length of time, except for Donaldson and. Kiner Falefa, basically, you know, I, I don't think it's good. The one thing that will affect him in free agency is that I think everybody knows that it benefits him. It certainly benefits the Yankees to, you know, a million times more, but it benefits him to remain a Yankee mm. due to the marketing and all the other stuff and the judges chambers and the history and the hall of fame and all that. That's the one negative working against him. I don't think the 30 years old works against him anymore, and I don't think the injury history works against him either. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It'll be interesting because, you know, I will say this. In my experience, as you get older, you learn how to take care of yourself a lot, a lot better than you do when you're young. Because when you're younger, you honestly think you can, you can play forever, run through walls, and do all that and be fine. But as you start to age and you deal with some of these um, kind of bumps in the road in terms of injury, you learn how to, you learn how to take care of yourself a little bit better. That probably could be the case for um, for Aaron Judge. I, I gotta ask you. You know, Yankees obviously will be involved in, in in his free agency. I can't think that there's going to be a whole bunch of teams that can put a three at the very beginning of the number that I think Aaron Judge is probably going to be at looking for. How many teams are you think we talking about in terms of that? 
Well, as they always say, it only takes one. Um, you know, I think there will certainly be teams interested, uh, you know, interested at the $300 million plus. Uh, you know, not sure. Uh, you know, I think the Giants will be interested. They certainly played for Harper. They played for Stanton. Didn't get either one. Um, Judge is from Northern California. I, frankly, wouldn't bet on him going there due to the fact that it's not an easy place. Not that he's looking for easy, but it's a tough place to hit home runs if you're a right-handed hitter, especially the right center where some of his home, not the majority, but a good number of his home runs go. So, I, you know, I, and everybody has this idea. Everybody wants to go home. Well, Freddie Freeman kind of went home. He was, didn't seem that thrilled about it. He's okay now. He likes LA. I, say, I think he seems happy now. He's happy now. I agree, but it doesn't seem like that narrative ever plays out, that somebody wants to go home and here they are home. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's it's about the contract and the pursuit yeah. and and the winning and all that. I, I don't believe the home factor will necessarily play in the Giants' hands. I do think they'll be one of the teams in the bidding. I mean, the Dodgers, they never pass up a chance for greatness. They like to do shorter-term deals on higher – Average annual values wouldn't be shocked if they went for fifty million a year for four years or five years, something like that. Could see them doing that. Um, you know, the usual suspects will be talked about: the Cubs, the rival Red Sox, certainly the Mets with Steve Cohen there. Although, you know, it's kind of an era of good feeling in New York now, where the ownership teams pretty much get along, and uh, this would kind of drive a wedge. I think if he did it. Nothing wrong if he goes for it, but you know what? He's got five or six of his own free agents who are excellent. They're not Aaron Judge, but obviously DeGrom at the top of the list, but you got Diaz, pretty darn good, the best closer in the game, and you've got Taiwan Walker, you've got Brandon Nimmo, you've got Chris Bassett, so he's got his own guys, and um, you know, I'm not sure that Judge, what the appetite is for Judge to go to either Boston or to the Mets. We've seen guys go the other way from the from the Red Sox to the Yankees. Uh, worked out for Clemens. Worked out with Damon. Did not work out so well with Ellsbury. Uh, Boston <laughs> has not had that appetite for that three hundred million. I mean, if they did, they would have signed Betts. Maybe their regrets are so huge now that they'll certainly make a play for Judge. They did make a play for Bernie Williams. Tough to get a guy to go from pinstripes up to Boston. Not that there's anything wrong with Boston, but you know, I guess we they hear so much bashing over the years in New York that uh, maybe they don't have such a warm feeling about it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure the reason, but, you know, I'm not of a mind that he's likely to leave, but certainly in free agency, there are always surprises. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that is how free agency goes a lot of times. There's always some mystery team that we hear about at some point during the process, so We'll, we'll wait it out and see. All right, John, let's pivot to, to this race we got here in the playoffs. Uh, it's, it seems like it's going to be exciting. It seems like you have divisions for the most part, with the exception of the American League Central, pretty much wrapped up at this point. And the East, right? The NL East. And the right. NL East. That's right. right. And the NL right. East. Both so you got two of them. Yeah, NL East. I mean, that's going to be decided. Mets play at Atlanta. It's been a tough spot for the Mets. Uh, so that's that's a close one. And the Central, 
Still to be decided, but at this point, Cleveland's got a pretty good edge. And, you know, they're the shocker to me. I never saw this coming. White Sox should have won that division. Doesn't look like they will. They're still in the race. But the loss last night as we speak really hurts them because now the tiebreaker goes to Cleveland as well. And the Guardians are up by five-plus games plus the tiebreaker. Plus, the White Sox are the masters of underachievements. I think we've been trashing them, or at least I have, for a long time. I don't see them doing it. And at this point, it's a long shot, as well as Miguel Cairo has done. So, you know, I think the, in the races, I think it's right now basically Atlanta and the Mets, for, for me anyway, because I don't believe in the White Sox. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. After last night's loss, that, that extra inning loss, 10-7, that – uh. That's kind of the proverbial nail in the coffin for the White Sox. It, it's it's not that they can't do it, but they're going to need some luck because they're going to have to win on the same exact days the Guardians lose. Then the Guardians got to lose enough in that small frame of time for them to catch them. It's really six games because they do own the right. tiebreaker. No, no more game 163 at this point. So um, the other race is the National League wild card race, which has been toggling between Brazier – Braves or Mets are far ahead, whoever it ends up being that first wild card. Uh, but the Phillies, the Padres, um, and the Brewers are really fighting it out two teams for the last three spots. Padres have started playing better. They have slid up to the two spot. Philly now is three. They hold – they own the tiebreaker over the Brewers, so they virtually are about five, six games as well at this point. Um this is an interesting race. Padres had just kind of just been playing right. And when I say mediocre, I mean exactly 500 baseball for the most part until recently where they've run off four straight, including beating Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals last night. Um, they seem to be starting to hit their stride with the starting pitching, which is their butter. I don't care how good this offense can be. This team is built around that starting rotation, and they've started to pitch like it. Absolutely. The pitching is really what put San Diego in this good position now. I mean, it was kind of nervous time for a little while, but they have pitched so well that uh, they're an outstanding, outstanding position. Uh, They should make it. If they make it, they're dangerous. If they get their hitting the way it should be, combined with the pitching, they should be a really good team. I still think they've underachieved to this point, not like last year, where they were the masters of underachievement this year. I think Melvin's going to get them in. I think the question will be Philly and Milwaukee. I'm still not counting out Milwaukee. I just was in there for the judge chase and Milwaukee. They can hit. Uh, I'm surprised. I I did not see them as such a dangerous hitting team, but at least against the Yankee pitching, they look very good. They hit a lot of home runs. They walk a lot. Um, Not a good defensive team, but they, they have pretty good starting pitching as well. So, I think Milwaukee's still got a shot. And then Philly, every once in a while, you see a really crooked number go up against them. 18 runs last night against Toronto. Makes me wonder because that bullpen is kind of questionable. You know, i still not convinced on Philly. They obviously have very good hitting. They've got some great starters. I'm not sure they make it. I still think Philly uh, may not get there and I still think the Brewers may get in so we shall see I'm I, I'm I'm 
I'm thinking that one may be a surprise at the end. Really? I I I I didn't haven't seen the Brewers up close in, in a little bit, but uh they hadn't been hitting, and now all of a sudden they, they are. But then you have a night last last like last night where they have a big lead and then yeah. basically walk them down. That has to those type of losses this tape late in the year are mentally demoralizing because you know you just don't have the, the ground to lose. But you're right about Philly. They have that that bullpen has started to get a little creaky here uh, in the last four or five games, and that had been the part that had all had started to kind of turn the corner. If that regresses, there's a chance. I still think Philly gets in, but there's definitely a chance. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Milwaukee. Having seen them, uh, Adamas is an outstanding player. 30 home run yep, from yeah. shortstop. You get home runs from Renfro. You got Telez also with 30 homers. You know, Yelich is doing a little bit better. Uh, they're not a particularly good defensive team, at least from what I saw, but their pitching is good. Uh, I, I'm still going with Milwaukee. Uh, maybe it's because I picked them at the beginning as a playoff team, but I, I don't think so. I, th- I think I think I'm worried about Philly. Yeah, they're going to have to do some scrambling on the uh, coasting into the playoff side. Uh, two teams that we're very used to having this conversation about, the Dodgers, who have dominated the regular season better than almost any team. I mean, the other team is that's right next to them is the Houston Astros. Both teams have clinched their division, have clinched playoff spots, and – here we are again. Uh, let's start with the Astros because no one. There was a lot of teams that had picked the Mar- a lot of people had picked the Mariners to win this division. Um, but here he is, Dusty Baker, doing another bang up job with a with a team, and it just feels like he, he he constantly gets overlooked as one of the better better managers in in our game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he has been manager of the year uh, several times, and. Uh... He is one of the better managers in the game. Um, you know, I'm not sure why he got fired so often. Uh, I think there were mistakes <laughs> basically all every time. Um, and, you know, they'll be fools if they don't bring him back because he's doing another great job. Is, I is, he, is this contract Houston, up after this year? Yeah, yeah, they gave mm-hmm. him a one-year deal. I do think Houston and the Dodgers are the best teams, which is why me not being a gambler, in real life or my, with my picks. Beginning of the year, I picked Dodgers over Houston. I mean, I know no genius there, right? I just went with the chalk. Yeah, you didn't go They're out the best teams. Yeah, they remain the best teams. You know, I think Houston is a big favorite, probably even bigger than L.A. to get to the yeah. World Series. L.A.'s got a tougher road. We, we the, the Braves are fantastic. The Mets are right there with them. Houston right now, I mean, you had the Yankees in there, but right now we don't know who's closing, who's setting up, what their bullpen is. They got questions in the starting rotation. You know, to me, Houston is a very, very strong favorite in the American League. Dodgers, they got a tough road. So, you know. Houston has, Houston has less question marks than any team. Like, yeah. you know, assuming Jordan Alvarez and his, you know, his hands and all that stuff stays healthy, um, they're, they don't have any really holes in their team. Their rotation nope. is the rotation is probably deeper than everybody's everybody else's in the league, um, and that makes their bullpen even better. Um, and then offensively, 
this team has always been a juggernaut, right? They still have Altuve. They still have Bregman, who has turned it up in the second half. Jordan Alvarez is, is I think, one of the better young players in this league. Um, and, you know, they just – they play good baseball is really what it boils down to. Yeah, I mean, defensively, they're right there at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Not that the Dodgers aren't, but, I mean, Houston, you're right. No weaknesses. Altuve, I think he's underrated. Um one of the greatest clutch hitters we've ever seen. Alvarez, certainly one of the best hitters in baseball. You can't say maybe the best hitter because we know who the best hitter is at least this year. Uh, but he's certainly right up near the top. And, um, you know, they just have a terrific all-around team. Got a good manager. Would be nice to see Dusty finally win the World Series. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. couple storylines like that, too. Buck Showalter, who's also won many Manager yeah. of the Year awards and got yeah. – Four teams in, but Dusty's gotten five teams in the playoffs, which is a record. Buck has now gotten four teams in. Neither have ever won the World Series. Buck has never gotten there. So good storylines there. You know, the way I see it, Dusty gets there, gets another chance. But uh, getting over that top has been uh, it's been tough to this point. And, you know, if they're there and they're facing whoever they're facing, it's going to be tough because – you know, I'll, I'll be surprised if it's not the Dodgers, the Braves, or the Mets, but it's one of those three teams. They're all right there with Houston. To me, those are the four best teams. I can't believe we're saying this now. Uh, the Yankees are not one of the four best teams. Uh, you know, there's no way they are, right? There's no way yeah, they no. are. Too many, too many question marks. As you said, the rotation is not set up perfectly at this point because of injury, the bullpen, same reasons. And so, you know, when you have the last thing you want to have going into playoff series is still trying to patch it together or figure out what's what and who's going to pitch you. That's, it's not a very settling fit. Those other four teams you mentioned, they don't, they don't have any of those issues. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at the Yankees. Just, I mean, just look at the closing situation on their team. You know, injured. I understand Britain's injured. He had one of the greatest closing years ever as a huge contract. You've got Chapman, who's the highest paid reliever of all time. You've got Holmes, who was an all-star this year as the closer. And they, they are going with closer by – or probably going with closer by committee. Now, Holmes pitched again last night, did not get the job done. I, I They seem to want it to be him. But, you know, we had Aaron Boone on. Uh, mm-hmm. yesterday and he really is mixing and matching still that's a tough way to win the world series yeah no it, it's it's tough i mean uh you saw the really the, the dodgers i think pull it off in that shortened season where they're kind of toggling back and forth between kenley jansen and julio urdias but i mean that's a, a a special situation there i don't know that the yankees have two guys of that caliber that could that that have done it before well, uh, you know, I mean, Chapman did it before, but a long time ago. Britain's coming back from a UCL injury. He's not back yet. Uh, there are just questions about everybody. Even Cole, who's their ace, and has won more games than any pitcher since 18, and I think he still leads the league in strikeouts. If not, he's in the top two or three. He's given up home runs galore, and Boone did commit to him as their number one starter, game one starter, but... That's probably, even though Cortez has been good and maybe even better, you know, he's probably a five-inning pitcher. So they probably want to go with a guy who could give you a seven-inning game. 
But too many questions for me with you, the Yankees at this point. You've seen the Yankees a lot. Do you think uh, they have just lost faith in Chapman, or do you think they're trying to ease him back into this? They've lost faith. I mean, at yeah. this point, uh, you know, he got into the game yesterday, but they were behind at that point. Um, yeah, I don't see him as the closer. I, the committee, I, I don't think he's even in the committee, you know, to be the yeah. closer. So, you know, I think they're hoping Britain comes back, but it's, he hasn't pitched yet for the team, and it's hard to make him the closer. You know, they're still hoping it's Holmes, but like, like based on like, how he's pitched lately, I don't, I don't see it. Like you said, uh, a lot of question marks. Not, not where you want to go into the playoffs. All right, that's going to uh, do it for this week's episode of Big Time Baseball. Please like, subscribe to the Big Time Baseball on the Odyssey app. Uh, you can catch us at Odyssey Sports as well. For John Heyman, I'm Tony Quinn Jr. Until next week.